What's shaken, Fire Nation? JLD here with an audio masterclass with Re Perez, the great brand strategist who has created an audio masterclass for you, which he's calling Why Your Brand Should Be Gay Even If You're Not. Now, who is Re? Well, he's a brand strategist, author, and CEO of Branding for the People, a brand transformation agency that helps entrepreneurs optimize their impact by authentically connecting with their audiences. And Fire Nation, today we'll talk about the difference between branding and marketing, where we should start when it comes to branding, common mistakes people make when it comes to branding, and so much more as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Looking for a business coach who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs just like you to increase their profitability by an average of 104% per year, all for less money than it would cost to hire a full-time minimum wage employee? Schedule your free consultation today with Clay Clark at thrivetimeshow.com slash fire. Thrivetimeshow.com slash fire. Clavio helps brands build relationships across any distance, delivering email marketing moments your customers will appreciate, remember, and share in good times and bad. And since it's all driven by real-time e-commerce data, you can make sure that every interaction feels more personal. Visit clavio.com slash fire to get started with a free trial today. Re, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. What's up, Fire Nation? Excited to be here. You know, uh, most people relate to me as a, a branding person, but, um, you know, most people don't really know that I uh, am the son of a, a ex-military uh, Air Force. So people call him a military brat or Air Force brat. But yeah, I kind of moved quite a bit uh, as, as a young kid, moved in different states just because my dad was in the military, was raised in the, in the Air Force. My dad was actually an army brat. So he oh. never went to the same school two years in a row, lived in some crazy places like Okinawa and some other yeah. places. And you've actually been to some pretty uh, weird places, you know, both military related and non-military related. What would be one of the top ones? You know, I have traveled quite a bit. I can't say all of them have been interesting. Although my dad was stationed in Okinawa, we could have went out there. We could have went to Germany, but we didn't. We ended up uh, living in Florida, Delaware, Louisiana. Um, but, um, you know, that sort of enabled me to be able to just, I can helicopter into any city and just kind of find my own place, which I think one of the most interesting places that I lived in outside of New York was Dubai in the Middle East. What exactly is interesting about Dubai? Well, when I came, it was shortly after the, the real estate crash. And what was fascinating is that the city sort of evolved rather quickly, right? So everything came up rather quickly. And then when the crash came, everything just sort of stopped. <laughs> and so you have this amazing, uh, I don't know, everything's new, everything is glamorous, everything is sort of uh, man-made. And yet, uh, it had, it didn't have infrastructure as much infrastructure as you would need to simple infrastructure like roads and stuff like that, and it didn't, um, it didn't have a soul. You know, when something grow evolves that quickly, it didn't really feel like that city had a soul. Uh, but what was what was exciting about it? It, it represented innovation and. Um, I don't know, uh, life to its fullest, <laughs> life in excess, um, but, uh, but lacking soul because it's not all about the material things. You know, Ree, we actually go 
quite a ways back. We've known each other for many, many, many years, you know, dating back to my time in San Diego. And, you know, you are the kind of person that would describe a city as not having a soul because that's just kind of, you know, kind of the the natural creative branding person in you. And (laughs) in fact, this led you all this way to actually write a book. And your book is called your brand should be gay, even if you're not. So let's just take a minute, break it down. What's this book all about? So if you think about it, I'm teaching the power of branding through my book title. So if you think about it, if you heard the book title, you're listening in, you're either inspired or you're like wowed, or you might be offended or might be intrigued. But whatever those emotional triggers I would vouch that that's what great branding does. It elicits an emotional connection. It grabs people's attention. It's polarizing. Uh, It can be polarizing. And um, it compels you to take action. You're either going to pick up the book or not, or walk the other direction. And so I'm teaching through the title about the power of branding. And the second reason is a little bit more personal. It's like, well, I happen to be a gay man. I don't necessarily wear that on my sleeve, but the book is about authenticity when you really look at the the subtitle, right? It's the art and science of creating an authentic brand. And it's sort of my way of being like, okay, well, I happen to be a gay man, although the book can apply to anyone who is an entrepreneur, business owner, you don't have to be gay, but it's more of a statement of me saying, I'm absolutely 100% okay in being exactly who I am, Love me or hate me, doesn't matter, but there's true power in being authentically myself, being my own authentic brand. And that's what a great brand does, is being okay in that space, yeah. Now, when you said love me or hate me, something just kind of immediately popped into my mind. Like, what do you think about this phrase when it comes to branding, which is love me or hate me, there's no money in the middle? Yes, I've heard that phrase before. (laughs) Um, You know, it's if you think about it, the 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 brands that get the most attention are the ones that are triggering some form of love or hate because they're they're in, they're triggering emotions in people and sure you can be lukewarm or you can be a middle or you can not have a point of view you can not have a position and yeah there's no there's no money in that i mean that's pretty absolute you could say there's very little money in the middle because you're not having a clear point of view you're not having a clear position in the marketplace. You're just sort of, you're just there. I'm a big believer in just putting it out there, being genuine, open, honest, transparent, and saying, hey, this is me. This is who I stand for. And if you want to come rally to my flag, I would love to welcome you with open arms. And if this statement or this phrase repels you or just doesn't excite you or interest you in any manner, that's okay too. Go find your flag to rally to because there's a ton of flags out in this world, Fire Nation, and there's a lot of ways that people can and should be going in their, in fact, moment and point in life. And now, there's a lot of reasons to write a book, Ray. Why did you decide to write this book now? One, there's the pressure of everyone saying, you know, really, you should write a book. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, mainly because I think the way that I think about branding, the way I talk about branding and teach about branding, I would like to say at least people have reflected back to me saying that it's it's different than what everyone else is saying. Yeah, and I can actually vouch for that because I had an entire branding session with you. I still look back very fondly on that day. And 
that's just the only way to describe it. It's just different. And it's kind of just like you take people on this journey that they don't even sometimes recognize that they're on. And at the end, you just kind of look up and it's like, what just happened? Like, I kind of feel like it was foggy the whole time. And then right at the end, like you snapped your fingers like a magician and the clouds (laughs) and the fog just parted. And I'm like, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, and that's sort of, it's that type of work that I think I, why I wanted people to experience or expand their understanding of branding. So most entrepreneurs, business owners, they might relate to branding as your logo. And that's a key part to building a brand for sure. Although that's not everything. If anything, I wanted to inspire people to really understand that branding is so much more than just a logo. It's a, it's a way of thinking. It's a, it's a level of clarity as to who you are and who you're not. Uh, it's, your personality, it's your voice, it's everything, every aspect about you that ladders up into creating this perception that you want to have uh, with the people that you're communicating to. And so that's one reason why I wrote the book is, is to really sort of set the record straight and demystify branding for more entrepreneurs and, and business owners. I actually like that. That could be another form of a tagline for you is demystifying branding. Because for a lot of people, it is just that. Like they're just mystified by branding. Like they can sense and feel good branding when they see it and they hear it, but they just can't even come anywhere close when it comes to their own personal brand because they're just so mystified by it. So keep going, brother. I've seen the range across the board in terms of other branding experts that that use sort of fancy jargon and terminology and and hiding behind what these big brands do at the Nikes of the world and the Coca-Colas of the world and the Starbucks. And for some entrepreneurs, they might say, wow, that person's really smart. I should hire them. Where my approach is, let me make this, this elusive abstract topic. Let me make this clear, understandable, and actionable for people so that they can leverage it, so they can use it, so they can apply it on their own. Because it's one thing to hire uh, myself or a branding agency or a branding professional to do your brand for you, but it's another, the, the, where the rubber hits the road is that you, as the entrepreneur, whether you're building a personal brand or a company brand, that you live it, that you embody it, because that when you create that congruency of what you're communicating and then how you show up, as a, as a brand, when, when there's consistency in that, people garner trust or you garner trust in people. So that's what I want people to sort of realize is that uh, it's one thing to just understand branding, but it's another thing to live branding, to live your brand. Now, branding and marketing are two different animals. They are two different beasts, even though a lot of people seem to really try to kind of combine and co-mingle the two. So Break it down for us right now. What is the difference between branding and marketing? All right. So truth be told, branding is a marketing-related discipline. They do go hand in hand. It's so funny, JLD. It's like a lot of times when I when I tell people I do branding, they say, oh, what do you, what do, you do? And I say, I do branding. And uh, they say, oh, you do marketing. And I was like, wait a minute. I just said I do branding. <laughs> like they're trying to change the entire word. <laughs> the entire word. I was like, no, I said I do branding. And they're like, oh, but that's marketing. No, it's it's easy to sort of confuse the two, but the way that I define branding, it's about creating a perception over time. Whereas marketing, it's about grabbing your attention right now. 
so that's one distinction. And then the other thing is that, well, if brand is about if branding is about creating a perception over time, ostensibly you want to first define your brand, then you use marketing to express your brand. So it's a matter of sequence of activities. Branding, in my mind, comes first. Now, that doesn't mean to say that you can't uh, build a business and make money through great marketing and skipping branding because you can. I've seen a lot of people do it all the time. It's not. Uh, it's what you're not able to to make, or it's the excess energy and time or money that you might be spending when your branding is not dialed in because now you're sort of just marketing to see what kind of hits and comes back or what sticks. Whereas when you get clear on defining who you are first and who you're targeting, then it makes it easier to say, okay, well, if that's who I am and that's who I'm targeting, now let me market that message. Let me market that to the people that I want to market to. So it's, it, it inevitably amplifies your marketing activities and your marketing spend because your brand is dialed in. So I love that differentiation you just kind of shared with all of us, which is branding, creating a perception over time. Marketing, grabbing your attention right now. So like, tell me if I'm kind of onto something here and you know, if you want to kind of like share some more details, I'd love to hear it. But like for in my mind, how I'm interpreting that for like say Entrepreneurs on Fire is marketing would be if somebody types in, you know, best entrepreneur podcast and like a Google sponsored ad comes up for me and says, entrepreneurs on fire, top ranked award winning business podcast. Like I would be marketing that in that moment. I'm trying to grab their attention right there. But, you know, alternatively, somewhere halfway across the world, if somebody walks into a room and somebody just like asks a question to a group of entrepreneurs, hey, what podcast are you listening to? And people, you know, some people in the room say, oh, Entrepreneurs on Fire, I've listened to it for years, it's just a great show, JLD, you know, drops value bombs, that mm -hmm. would be more branding. Is that correct? Or is there something you want to add to that? Yeah, no, that's a great way of looking at it. And and at the same time, branding that your brand, I always like to say you don't really own your brand. Right. It resides in people's minds. So everything that you do and what you say and 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 what you communicate and your marketing and your messaging and even just how you look, your designs and all that sort of stuff, that elicits or creates an, a perception in people's minds. Um, I, an analogy I like to use is, so if, if a guy walked into the room and said, I'm the smartest person in this room, well, the other people in the room, they might say, well, who's this jackass, right? <laughs> <laughs> However, if a, if a guy walks into the room and he is dressed in a particular way, he uh, speaks in a particular tone and voice, or he uses certain vocabulary, and he knows more about the subject matter than everyone else in the room, then he derives the perception that he's the smartest person in the room. And so, uh, rather that, you know, marketing is sort of what you say, but the branding is how people perceive you. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like, well, what's the perception that you want to own? And then everything you should say should sort of derive that perception as opposed to necessarily telling people how you want them to perceive you. It's about showing up in a way 
that you create the perception. Fire Nation, I hope that this is kind of clearing that mist and demystifying branding as much for you as it is for me. And you know, not to mention, I, it kind of keeps bringing me back to that long branding session that you and I had re, you know, years ago now, but it's kind of bringing back these things that you're saying to me that was really kind of clearing that fog when it came to, okay, what kind of brand do I want entrepreneurs on fire to be? Not just today, not just tomorrow, but six months, six years from now. And now we're talking a couple years, you know, yeah. past three or four years past, because I was still back in San Diego. So I guess more than four years ago on that. And, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting to see how, you know, it's evolved as a result of just that one conversation, that one session that we had over that. So it's super cool. And Fire Nation, if you think Re is even close to done dropping value bombs, you got another <laughs> think coming because we are going to be diving into some really important things like common mistakes that people make when it comes to branding and so much more when we get back from thinking our sponsors. This episode is brought to you in part by Clavio, the growth marketing platform most recommended by other business leaders. In uncertain times, supporting your community and growing relationships with your customers is a strategy that will be appreciated, remembered, and shared. In good times and bad, open and empathetic communication with your customers is key. Email is, and always will be, one of the best channels for delivering these communications. Email marketing is one of Clavio's core offerings, and when you leverage personalization driven by by a 360-degree view of the customer, those emails will feel even more relevant, fostering stronger relationships. Clavio truly understands how challenging it is for each and every entrepreneur to get their business off the ground, let alone navigate such trying times. If you're feeling overwhelmed with growing your business, especially in this climate, you're not alone. Clavio is here to help brands build relationships across any distance, create meaningful, memorable email marketing moments that last a lifetime. Visit Clavio.com com slash fire to get started with a free trial today. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash fire. Looking for a business coach who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs just like you to increase their profitability by an average of 104% per year, all for less money than it would cost to hire a full-time minimum wage employee? Fire Nation, meet Clay Clark. Clay has been coaching businesses just like yours since 2006. Yep, even through the Great Recession. And he does it for less money than it would cost to hire a full-time minimum wage employee. At a time when Inc. Magazine reports that by default, 96% of businesses will fail within 10 years, Clay is helping businesses like yours to grow on average by 104% annually. You might be wondering, how's this even possible? Well, Clay only takes on 160 clients, which means he's able to personally design your business plan. Plus, Clay's team helps you execute that plan with access to graphic designers, Google certified search engine optimizers, web developers, online advertising managers, videographers, workflow mappers, and accounting coaches to help you get on top of your numbers. Visit thrivetimeshow.com slash fire to see thousands of video testimonials from real clients who Clay has helped over the years. Then schedule your free consultation with Clay himself to see how he and his team can help you you thrive. That's thrivetimeshow.com slash fire. So we were back and before the break, we were teasing Fire Nation with, you know, hey, they're making mistakes. I'm making mistakes. We all make mistakes because they're common when it comes to branding. So break those down for us. What are some of the most common mistakes that we make? I'll start macro and then we can go a little bit more tactical if needed. But uh, I think it's important to really frame it in this way. The first one is really is relating to branding. 
um, as a, a cost or a liability. So this is all mindset related. So it's not just, oh, here's, you know, this is a, this is a cost or this is a, li- a liability. Branding is an investment. It's an investment in your future. So if you're taking the time to invest time, money, resources, energy into how you want to be perceived over time, the returns or the yields on that happen over time. And it may not happen right away, although it's not uncommon when you get clear on your brand that you yield an immediate return, uh, like you would in, say, direct response marketing. But branding is an, an investment in in who you are and how you want to be perceived over time. So that sort of piggybacks on what we were saying earlier. Uh, the second thing is that you don't want to put all the responsibility of one aspect of your brand uh, to communicate everything about your brand. You know, a lot of times people say, well, a lot of times people make entrepreneurs, they, they put all the responsibility of their brand on their logo. Your logo is just one aspect. Uh, there's You want to relate to branding as a multi-dimension, multi-sensory, multi-touch point approach, meaning it could be your logo, it could be your color palette, it could be the the messages, it could be how you respond to crisis uh, or uh, pandemics, right? It's gonna, it, it's how your brand, uh, your point of view, your message, and and how it interacts with the community, the experience that you create, the types of. Uh, gifts or non-gifts that you you give. I, I saw one of the things that you had done with your community and just really just generous offer of, of, of helping people with your journals and giving them an opportunity to take advantage of that. That's true to your brand. That's core to who you are. So not putting all the responsibility on, on, on your logo. It's looking at your brand as an ecosystem of everything that you're communicating. Um, the third thing in terms of the creation of your brand, uh, I would say... You know, there's there's one thing to sort of have your brand created by committee. I never say it's like designed by committee or brand by committee. You know, there's a couple things going on. I talk about brand in my in my book in particular, but just over time, I talk about creating a brand that's authentic to who you are. And what I mean by that, it's it's got to fulfill on three layers. It's not just about what your friends and family think about your brand. It's about what can you credibly own as a brand? What is unique and distinct to you that only you can credibly own? That's one layer. The second layer is what makes you distinct in the category, right? So I know one of the things that makes your podcast distinct from all the other podcasts out there is that uh, you're not only consistent and you offer podcasts, I believe it's every day, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't think that anyone's touched the capacity of what you've done, JLD, in terms of your uh, uh, your podcast. And so what makes you distinct in the category? And then the third thing is, what is relevant? What do your target audiences care about? And so when you look at the intersection of what can you own, credibility, what makes you different in the, in the category, and then what makes you relevant to your target audiences, that is where I think the, the gold is in terms of having an authentic brand in the marketplace. So I would say don't build your brand by committee. Focus on those three layers and build a brand that's authentic to who you are. Fire Nation, you can see why I wanted to bring Rhea on to talk about branding because this is a guy 
that's been doing it for a long, long time. And he really gets it to the core. Or, you know, I love that word soul. He really gets it down to the soul. But speaking of soul, because, you know, a lot of company brands are pretty soulless, you know, unless, of course, they have a good person they're working with to create that brand. And a lot of personal brands just kind of miss the mark for various reasons. So is there actually a difference between company brands and personal brands? And if so, like, how do we kind of negotiate that terrain? It's a topic I've had to wrestle with for, for over several years now because at one point I had this philosophy that build one brand rather than a company brand or a personal brand. Build one brand. Because remember, how I define brand is about creating a desired perception. And so if, if brand is about creating a desired perception, then you have different extensions or expressions of that same brand, whether it's in your business or as a person. Now, that being said... I have sort of adopted to the other side that there is some value in this discipline called personal branding, which is uh, leveraging you as a person as the face of the brand. And, you know, as human beings, we love connecting with other people. And so we're connected to not only you, JLD, as a personal brand, but also your business brand, Mm -hmm. right? So my point here is that you can have both, but you have to understand the pros and cons of one over the other. So for example, if you don't like being on the spotlight, if you don't want to be interviewed and doing videos and doing lives and so forth, and that's not your jam, then it might not benefit you to build a personal brand. If uh, I'm going to be crass for a second, sure. but let's say you're not you're not likable. <laughs> let's say you're not a likable. There are person. some people that are just not likable. They're just not likable. I mean, nobody in Fire Nation, but I mean, there's people out there. Yeah, there's people out there. Not not in this community for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're just not likable as a person, and I know this might sound it contradicts with what I said earlier about people are going to love you or hate you, but if if you don't have the personality that that resonates with uh, with any audiences, then maybe you shouldn't build a personal brand. You know, you might be an introvert, right? So there's pros and cons of building a personal brand. Now, if you want to build a business to exit or scale and exit or or whatnot, then that would be a con of building a personal brand, in which case you want to build a business brand. So, right? So you have to understand the pros and cons. You have to be okay with that. Now, there's some pros and cons of building a business brand, Right. So one of the one of the the pros is obviously it's it's more scalable or it's easier to be scaled and and exit. But one of the cons might be, you know, sometimes for some business brands, you lack uh, a human connection or an inspirational thought leader or inspirational CEO behind that that uh, that brand, in which case you're kind of like you're buying a company. And we all know that we buy based we buy from people. But there, the, there is a pro of building a business brand because now it's not just people buying into a singular person. They're buying into the ethos that this company stands for, right? So Apple can still survive because it's the ethos of what Apple stands for, not just Steve Jobs. Now, that might have been the founder, right? But it's the ethos of everything that App, Apple as a brand stands for. So does that make sense? So there, there's, there's a difference there's a distinction between the two. You just have to be okay with the pros and cons 
of building one over the other. It definitely makes sense to me in Fire Nation. It's all about, hey, deciding the path that you're going to go down and then focusing, laser focus and go all in and commit to that. And, you know, I think it really just comes down to next re is like, how can Fire Nation know if they're actually ready to build a brand? Like, is there a point in time where they can just look at themselves and say, okay, now is the time. You know, it's interesting. I talk about this, uh, this whole chapter in my book as well. Uh, usually, or typically, when people figure out the right time to brand, it's usually because they're trying to solve, they're, they're in reaction mode. So I'm going to frame it this way. There's two ways that you can approach uh, being the right time to build a brand. You can take the proactive approach, or you can take the reactive approach. Most people build a brand from a, from a place of reaction, uh, from survival or from some sort of uh, protection, right? They're not converting as well. They're, they don't have enough leads. Um, their sales is dropping, right? They're reacting to something not working in their marketing and in their branding. And so they need to adjust it. Maybe their brand is outdated. Maybe their their brand is no longer relevant. Maybe it's not resonating with people. And so they need to rebrand, right? And so that's the reactionary approach. Now, I will tell you, uh, particularly in the time that we're in right now, a lot of people are being proactive with building their brand and they know that this is the right time because remember I said brand is about creating a perception over time. Yeah. It doesn't happen overnight. So Rome wasn't built in a day. A brand is not built overnight. And so people, t- people take the proactive approach to building a brand. They're proactively looking at the trends in their industry. They're proactively looking at sort of the 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 changes in how people buy and what people are buying and you're being mindful of that because if you're not if you're not uh adapting your business to appeal to where the market is heading your brand will become less relevant uh over time and therefore you'll you'll make less money so um so usually I'll speak to, to the ones that are like, all right, now is the time to build a brand. Well, do you, do you have a point of view? Do you have a message? Do you have a unique angle on how you can solve people's problems? And are you finding that no one knows who you are? And you're like this best kept secret. Well, that's a perfect time to build a brand because brand is about creating awareness of who you are. Um, doesn't matter if you have the best idea, the best service or best product, no one knows who you are and no one's clear as to how you can help solve their problems, then it doesn't matter. Uh, so hope that helps. It helps because I really want to hammer home with Fire Nation, you know, for them to look in the mirror and ask themselves, do you have a point of view? Do you have not just a message, but a unique way to solve people's problems? Because guess what? the last thing that we need in this world is some watered down version of somebody else. And, you know, that frankly has happened over the years when people have been like, oh, JLD's had success with a seven day a week podcast. I'm going to launch a seven day a week podcast. And they just did it just because they saw other people having success doing that. But it wasn't a passion of theirs and it wasn't right. unique and it wasn't like something that they were like specifically skilled in delivering and they pod faded and it didn't work out. And I mean, that's just one example of a million of people that just look and they say, oh, well, look at Ree's built a great business around branding. So maybe brand is a great business for me to get into, but they don't have a point of view. They don't have a unique way to solve people's problems in that specific area. So when you find Nation looking in the mirror and saying, is it time? Am I ready to build a brand? 
until you answer yes to those things that, that both Rhea and I just went on a little bit of a rant on, the answer is probably no. And so why not just wait and get out there and get active and, and live in this world and experience things and read books and educate yourself and like look at things in a different light until you find that unique point of view, that special way to solve people's problems that is super unique. And Reed, before we say goodbye here, take a step back, give us uh, just the reason why Fire Nation needs to get their hands on a copy of your book, Your Brand Should Be Gay, even if you're not. And then, of course, the call to action on where we can get this. And then we'll say goodbye. Cool deal. Thanks for that. Yeah. The subtitle, it's The Art and Science of Creating an Authentic Brand. And I think now, now more than ever, it's always been important, but now more than ever, really my message is I really want people, entrepreneurs, businesses to to be and live more authentic in their branding. Kind of like what you were saying earlier is like, it's not about copying what you've done or what other people have done. It's finding your own unique path, finding what's consistent with your passion and your desires and your wants, carving out your own model, you know, creating your own category. And if we, if this book can inspire more entrepreneurs to do that, uh, we'll have a lot more creativity. We'll, we'll probably solve problems in a unique way that never been solved before. We're encouraging people to think outside of the box as opposed to trying to be like everyone else. And so that can apply definitely to businesses, but even just you as a human being at large, live your most authentic life be your own authentic personal brand because I promise you, not only will you be more successful, you'll be more fulfilled, more on purpose, and uh, and and it'll have a lot more joy in the business that you do build. So um, yeah, to find out the book, it's just yourbrandshouldbegay.com. Uh, it's pretty simple as that. Uh, you can find all the different ways on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, whichever you're choosing is to, to get a copy of the book. Yourbrandshouldbegay.com. Fire Nation, call to action. Go check it out. Go see what's going on there. And you'll probably see some pretty great branding on that page. So maybe learn a little something uh, while you're there as well. And Fire Nation, you know this. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And hello, you've been hanging out with RP and JLD today. So <laughs> keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. If you just type RE, that's free in the search bar, his show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Best show notes in the biz, timestamps, links galore. But of course, your direct call to action, Fire Nation, your brand should be gay.com. Re, thank you, brother, for sharing your truth, your value, your knowledge with Fire Nation. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, JLD. Have a great day. Hey, Fire Nation. Today's value bomb content was brought to you by Re. And if you're ready to rock your very own podcast, well, you're in the right place because I have a free podcasting course where I teach you how to create and launch your very own podcast for free. Visit freepodcastcourse.com and I will catch you there, Fire Nation, or I'll catch you on the flip side. Looking for a business coach who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs just like you to increase their profitability by an average of 104% per year, all for less money than it would cost to hire a full-time minimum wage employee? Schedule your free consultation today with Clay Clark at thrivetimeshow.com slash fire. Thrivetimeshow.com slash fire. 
Clavio helps brands build relationships across any distance, delivering email marketing moments your customers will appreciate, remember, and share in good times and bad. And since it's all driven by real-time e-commerce data, you can make sure that every interaction feels more personal. Visit Clavio.com slash fire to get started with a free trial today. 